0: And now for something completely different. Here's
1: what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, we have a command from God to be strong. We have a command from God to have courage. We have a command. From God, not to be afraid. How can we do this knowing how full of holes we are? The answer is simple. We need to live, we need to remember, we need to breathe the absolute truth. God is with us. Not sometimes, not just on Sundays, and not when we listen to radio. God is with us every day where we go, no matter what. Next, it's conducive for our faith to have a little booster now and then. The reason is that we don't have to go very far. The the reason is we don't have to go very far to get our booster. We just need to take a short journey inside ourselves because inside of us is a wealth of truth about the faithfulness of God. You see, never thought about that, huh? We find out that God has done great and mighty things for us, and we examine that. And finally, who doesn't enjoy a great Hollywood movie that has lots and lots of complex special effects and no stupid underlying social message? It's cool to watch because it's such a production. The irony of ironies, God does more work without special effects. He makes things simple. Sometimes we tend to think it's too simple and that's just dumb
2: david spoon's life has been an experience while growing up in a jewish family he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse then david spoon found jesus christ and his life completely changed the more he studied the gospel the more he wanted to share his experiences with others After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
1: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience. Local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show, lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing, politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's in insanities, and Oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at he must That's david at he must David at he must You know, you can text us during the show. I don't know if you know that or not. During the show, you can text. You can say hey, just just want to text, make sure it's working. Uh you do that by uh, texting 2142108483. That's 2142108483. I know it's a phone and I know it's your finger, but you can do it. It's okay. And then you can call us during the show live, during the show. No, really. We're live right now. Wait, hold on, let me check. Yep, I'm live right here. 972-445-0770. Now, the replay tonight won't be live, but it's live right now. 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. When you call that number, you will talk to Captain Chris. You know what it's like talking to Captain Chris? That's like when the McRib returns. (laughs) Yes, sir. And then you will be... What'd you think of that one? When the so are you rib-
3: saying talking to me gives you heartburn?
1: Yeah, that's right. It's fake. It's fake ribby. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the but the sandwich, the the bread is just outside of this. It's just wonderful. Anyhow, bottom line, maybe you have a thought, a question, a comment. Maybe you got something going on in your mind. You're like. Ugh. Need to ask somebody about this. Maybe you want to share something the Lord has done in your life in the last uh, week or two weeks. You know, I find it amazing that people, are, you'll ask them, Has the Lord done cool things in your life? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they it just like, When you share that, though, other people get blessed, see? Or maybe you're just in kind of a tough place and you need people to join you in prayer that's another part of what we do here on the show. Those are the ways to reach out to us by phone, by text, by email. You can shout as loud as you want, but I'm inside of a building, so I probably won't hear you. We also do Bible trivia. Here is your Bible trivia question. The first miracle the Bible records is the creation of the world by God. Which book is this in? There you go. Which book is this in? There you go. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. I want to give uh, Al props for trying to connect the answer to that with a famous well-known beverage. (laughs) I'll just leave that there and let you guys figure that out. That's right. This show has all of that kind of stuff, too. That's right. See, see, what, what sounds very close to that? And then it's a beverage. Anyhow, uh, it, it, the bottom line to our show is, you know, any topic's open for conversation. I think you guys know that. It's just not professional radio. It's never been. It's never will be. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Wait. Ever will be. It's just radio. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity... And Focus on the family couple things to remind you of and then we'll get into our different things that we got to cover Here is uh, the thing to remind you of the video that all of you saw many many of you saw Most of you did not watch past my last words Ta-da-da, Six feet away from the gold you gotta wait you gotta watch the video until it's over So you go on the website, you go to that little menu, the hamburger at the top, you click on it, you go all the way down to where it says Ambassador Initiative Video, you watch the video, and you watch the rest of it when I'm done talking as well. It's not that great a video, but it's cute. Cute? Cute's not bad. Cute, right? Uh, There's that. Then there's a new sign-up sheet. If you've signed up before, don't worry about it. Got it covered. Uh, we will get that taken care of. We're getting brochures ready to be sent out. So that's all good. That's all good. I need some prayer. I already told Al about this. I need some prayer because I got some distractions going on in the next, like, two weeks, and I'm trying to, like, stay focused for the last class. You know, of course, you do the last class before your doctorate, and then that's when all these little weird little things. It's just like, Lord. And, you know, that's where you really come back to Roger, Roger again's question. What about little foxes? Like, right there. That's what that is right there. So I could use some prayer for that, okay? Just uh, keep that there. All right, uh, trivia question. Everybody should know this. You'll get a chance to call in. Otherwise, I'm just going right to the teach. The first miracle the Bible record, record, uh, that the Bible records is the creation of the world by God. Which Bible book is this in? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Um, also, text 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at he must Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Who doesn't love this portion? This is just such a good portion. Is there anything else I gotta cover? Okay. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Not complex. I know a lot of people like to talk about Joshua 1 8 about success and prosperity. I get it. I understand. But here's the point. God is saying, I've already given you this command. It's not an option. It's not the ten suggestions. They're the ten commandments, okay? And here's another command from the Lord, okay? Be strong and courageous. What does that mean? That means, ready? Be strong and have courage. What does that mean? That means don't run away when people don't like you because they don't like your faith and don't change because people don't like you. Have courage. Remember, even Wizard of Oz, the lion needed to be bold, right? I mean, that was just the reality check and in the movie. And the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. So be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. I just find that amazing. That the, the, the courageous and the courage part are on both ends. It's like, don't be that person that's operating in this negative uh, discouragement all the time because you're just like, oh, it's so discouraging, blah, 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 blah. Look. You need to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. You need to recognize you you are empowered by God. You're called to be brave. You're called to be free from fear. And you're called to be free from being disheartened, which I think is a great way to say that. You're called by God to be empowered. You have the ability to do it. I can do all things through Christ. You have the ability to be brave You have the ability to have courage. You have the ability to be free from fear. What are you afraid of? I'm not talking about the things that people know you're afraid of. I'm talking about the ones that are inside you that nobody knows. Yes, even Paul acknowledged inside were fears, outside were conflicts. Everybody goes through that. And be free from being disheartened and discouraged because it's not going your way. And then God gives the reason. Because... Because God, the creator of the universe, is with you. And there it is. That's the whole of it. Because God, the king of the universe, is with you wherever you go. Haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's why you don't have to be afraid. You're thinking, but I don't know if I can get through this. Yeah, God knows that. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do it on my own. You're not. That's how. You're going to do it with the Lord, right? All right. Oh, okay, got it. First miracle in the Bible that Bible records is the creation of the world by God. Which Bible book is this in? And the answer is a Genesis. Most of you should know. Don't be thinking about baseball when it says in the big inning, okay? It's in the beginning, right? I had to drop that in there. What am I supposed to do? All right, folks, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just
2: as I am, you reach down.
3: Hello! Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No! Just go to hemustincrease.org, that's hemustincrease.org, click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience?
1: Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, How you brother. Doing I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I'm going to do a to call, so I
2: wanted to to get this answer in
1: all right that and that's a that's a good guy. Go. i don't know if you had a chance to hear that with matt or not but boy i like that guy he's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine i love people that are committed
3: uh I don't know. Will you put his
0: website on Facebook or?
1: On your uh, I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So, and we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed. Ship.
2: I'm, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go with Peter.
1: Mm, so close. What's the other name that's really close to that? <laughs> Paul? Yes, that's it. That's it. There <laughs> All right. That's in Acts chapter 27, verse 23 and 24. Before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28, he said to relax. Everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison. In Acts twelve, so you could make an argument that that was part of the answer too, but that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm tossed ship. That's mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So, good shot, though. Very good, very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. I'll <laughs> You will Paul never now. forget that, Paul. This is Paul. This is Paul. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. Right. Y'all Have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I was trying to figure out how many shows we do. I think we're closing in on 800. I can't tell. Sometimes it's that's hard to figure out because, you know. I, one thing I know, our podcast, we have a lot of them. Did you ever do Just a that? few, yeah. yeah. thirty, Almost 30 to 3150, 3160 or something crazy. Oh, that's a lot of podcasts. All right, here you go. Let's play the horn for this one. We need the horn for this one. Da-da-da-da-da-da. All alright True or false, Elijah went up to heaven in a chariot of fire. Hmm. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 zero seven seven zero you can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three and then you can send an email David at org. as you may well be aware on uh this part of the segment I always have a few a few jokes the third one is semi dicey this is that's a nice way to say that I can't I can't I can't portray it any better it's not intended to offend anybody when we do the joke if you get offended don't listen to the show for like a week just take a week off or something like that all right in the meantime somebody is calling to answer the question so let's sing bring them through ding this is david who am i talking to
0: hey, this is bobby again
1: hi bobby how are you
0: Oh, I'm doing fine. I, I I'm sitting on the edge of the bathtub right now, just getting out. So, <laughs> you got me with one leg off, but uh did you say Elijah with a J or S H?
1: A J. True or false? Elijah went up to heaven in a chariot of fire. That's true. Okay, now watch this, right? What's the okay. opposite of true? You'll understand. I'm sorry. What's the opposite of true? False. That is right, because he had the chariot of fire go by him, but he went up in a tornado or in a whirlwind. So oh, he, that's right. That's, what it's like,
0: that,
1: that's why we <laughs> oh, played the horn because because what happens is he the chariots of fire come through and it's like, wow, the chariots of fire. And everybody's like, wow, chariots of fire. But then it was the whirlwind that actually took him straight up to second Kings 2.11. It was the whirlwind or you, I guess you can call it tornado. I don't know which one of those. But that's why that was a sneaky one and we played the horn. So you, you, you played along with us, and we appreciate that. Okay, yeah. Well,
0: I learned from that one because I, I've i always heard it was the cherry of the fire. So uh, I learned something from that. And, he, uh, David, we're down here in Texas. It's Twister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, God bless you. You have a, a great
1: uh, week out there. Good, good show. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we got a couple of jokes, so we'll get into our next teach. You see, that was a sneaky one. That's why I played the horn because the, the chariot. If I was there, and you'd be just like, "Dude's got to get in a chariot, right?" Like, uh, and no, that has nothing to do with the movie about the runners. Okay, I know somebody's thinking, "Chariots of Fire." Wasn't that the guy in England who ran for this? <laughs> okay, okay. You ready for these? Got the buzzer. Uh, one of these, <laughs> you have been forewarned. PG thirteen. Right, here's the first one. This is just silly. So some of these are good. Uh, uh, some of my friends have been making very hurtful remarks about my choosing to wear mittens rather than gloves. But I don't like to point fingers. Okay, that got buzzed. All right, how about this one? <laughs> just a second, Today, I walked into a restaurant. Hi, is my table ready? Nope, not yet, sir. Do you mind waiting? No, that's okay. Great, then take these salads over to table number six. <laughs>
3: that's
1: a good one. If you didn't catch that one, you see, because the person, do you mind waiting? And they're actually becoming a waiter. So? Okay. And here's the last one. This is funny, though. Oh, this is funny. I told this no one. She thought it was funny. My wife find out, found out that I was cheating after she found the letters. I was hiding, and she got mad and said to me, "She would never play Scrabble with me again."
3: (laughs) Come on! (laughs) The letter I was hiding.
1: She'll never play Scrabble with me again. Come on, people. Go to the bank, take out a loan, buy a clue. All right, let's get to this next uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful portion. Let's, uh, this is called the the title of this DDD is called Taking Inner Stock. Okay, no, so so no insider trading, it's just taking inner stock. Luke chapter 1, verse 49. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. All right, so I want to bring you think, oh, that's just so simple. (laughs) Slow down, Sparky, okay? He, we've already talked about God identifying himself as masculine. If you don't like it, then serve the other God and you can end up going to hell. That's up to you. I don't care. Uh, Well, I do care, but I hope that doesn't happen. I shouldn't say it that way. Uh, Number two, he who is mighty. One of the things that we don't recognize that God, God is powerful. It's not just he can do it. He's powerful, right? Powerful is what you have to understand. He speaks and there's the universe, which coincidentally has multiverse connected to it. I mean, just out of one verbiage, one people do not understand that nothing uh, of matter came into existence by God's verbalization and then it became matter and then it continues to expand. It's like, woo, and still expanding. It's like, how is that possible? I don't know. I'm not him. I don't know. And here's the key. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. God has done great things in get this your life. Don't don't just oh he split the sea. Yeah, but you weren't there. Okay? Yeah, well Jesus he raised you know people were blind. He raised the dead. Yep. Yeah, you weren't there. Okay? I'm not saying that he doesn't do great things. I'm just saying The great things that is is being identified in this passage are for the individual making the proclamation, and you and I need to have an inner stock review to make sure we understand the great things that God has done for you, where it says for me, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. That's very personalized. That's what I want you to catch. And when people say, well, you know, God is, you know, he's just, you know, this broad, you know, concept or whatever, this is the problem when you get into that kind of thinking. That it's, it's a very personal connection while it's also a universal connection. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Paul states quite clearly, my God. In other words, it's very personalized. And what you and I need to do is take an inventory about the great things that God has done for us. What has God done for you? So my son I've been telling you he's been going through. I just you know when the Lord's going to do it, you can't say anything. And uh so the Lord's been giving him some different testimonies and witnesses as he's going through his day. So him and I were talking earlier today and he said, well, then this thing happened, that this thing happened, that this thing happened. He goes, I'm just getting this sense, overwhelming sense, that the Lord's giving confirmation and confirmation and confirmation. And so I said to him, we used to have this saying back in the, in the on-fire days, Uh, So the scripture says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. But when things really pile up and there's no way to deny God's doing something really amazing and beyond us, that's when you go, in the mouth of two or three thousand witnesses, (laughs) let every word be established. In other words, there's so much going on, there's just no denial. Well, you know what? God does that for you. And yes, I understand it's hard and difficult and, uh, and some things are frustrating. Yeah, I got that. But you need to take a stock of what God has done, and that helps you understand that he, what he is going to do and what he will do. The time to remember the memorials in Scripture are the things that God communicates that are their key lessons. The things that you don't sit there and dwell on are things that you did wrong. The things that you do dwell on are the great things God has done for you. And you're thinking, you know, well, I know, but in the 90% of the review for American Christians is financial. It's so weird. It's like, that's not scriptural. Has God saved you? Has God delivered you? Has God brought anybody in your life that has altered your thinking or your prospects or your understanding? Has your existence shifted one inch better because of somebody God brought into your life? Did you tell them thank you for that? See, it's that kind of thing where you just like, eh. It's like, eh, whatever. Not whatever. This is God operating in our lives. In fact, I want to close this segment with prayer because I think that's a better way for you and I to grasp it. He has done great things for you personally. And you need to take stock of that and think of that because it's important for you to recognize how much God has poured into you. Think of it that way. Wow. I mean, I can't believe I'm alive. Let's just go. <laughs> just going to leave that there. i just like, really? All right, let's pray. Just, we're going to close this segment with prayer. Father, we come before you right now. Pray for the audience right now. I don't do this the way that I need to, but I look at it in your word and I just think, wow, you've done so many awesome things for all of us, for each one of us individually. You've been powerful, and you've shown mighty deeds, and sometimes we're just so caught up in everything going around us that we forget to see that you're right next to us helping us. You do such wonderful things in our lives. We take stock of that, and because of that, we expect even greater things to come because that's who you are. These people in the audience, oh Lord, love on them that they might know you are their Savior and you are their God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere.
3: What is the David Spoon experience?
1: I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. 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 It's
2: now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible
1: Baloney Beatdown. I'll knock your brains out if you had any. (laughs) I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible alone deep down has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in Scripture there's so many contradictions. Like what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now watch what I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show you. There are two. Okay. Watch. Somewhere between one and three. There are two. Here you go one more time. There are two kingdoms. I'm going to blow your mind when I say this. There is the kingdom of God, right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom. The kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones. Okay? Or And they're all just wrapped up into one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we tried to stop him. Because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed, but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that's advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times. And that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you. Or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus, and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus, and I don't want to have—I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus because I'm not going to do anything, but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference, and in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer.
3: The David Spoon Experience.
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas, where well, we're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. Here's a kind of a sneaky one: What happens? So we don't have to play the horn, but you got to think about it. what happened to Moses's hand. When he put it inside his cloak to perform a miraculous sign with Pharaoh around. I'm just adding that little bit there. But what happened to Moses' hand when he put it inside his cloak to perform a miraculous sign? Uh, What happened then? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. No, he didn't do a puppet finger show. Uh, Also, you can text in 214-210-8483, as well you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org, and we're going to send you to the website as we often do. Again, if you saw the video, you have to see the whole video. Hint, 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 hint. Good to the last drop. And then the sign-up sheet's there. If you've already signed up, you don't have to sign up again. And then the last, uh, so if you've signed up for brochures or if you signed up, you'll get brochures. If you want to get specific brochures, you can just do it on the sign-up. Uh, uh, cheat, and then uh, the last thing to tell you is we need money. I'm not even gonna. Uh, we it, it was not. Let me just explain to you. I was able to submit all the materials, but we had to use an accountant to do our filing with the U.S. government, uh, for our nonprofit status for 20 and 21. And uh, that we got a terrific, wonderful, been with me for 20 years accountant, but it ain't always cheap. <laughs>
3: That's all I'm
1: going to say. And there's no issue about pay. We have to pay. It's just one of the things. you gotta got to take care of that so that everything is right, and right. So please go to the website, and if you can give, give. And if you think, oh, I can only give $10, fine. Give whatever you can. If you can't give us 60 bucks, give us 60 seconds in prayer. Just that simple. Go to hemustincrease.org.
3: Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it so much. It's like that's what I expect. <laughs> is that terrible? All right, uh, somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. All right, let's ring them through. <phone rings> Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? I'm
2: David. This is Brother Ace.
1: Hey, Brother Ace, how are you, my good friend?
2: I'm doing better, thank you uh, for the
1: oh, prayer. I I'm, you. I'm very glad that you're doing better. Very, very blessed. All right, Amen. now here's a here's a not complex but exceedingly important. Here's the the trivia question what happened to Moses's hand when he put it inside his cloak to perform a miraculous sign what happened to it
2: uh, are you looking for a leprosy
1: That is correct sir! And so here the Lord is showing him this sign and this power. And I just, I have to say this because I'm a normal Christian person. If I put my hand in my cloak and I pulled it out and it turned into leprosy, and then I put my hand back in and then it turned back to normal, I would never put my hand back in my cloak again it's right. yeah, like, like no way. Go.
2: Don't be a chance in the face. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna skip that. I'm not gonna wash this hand. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> Amen. Yeah, don't a Yeah, That's awesome. Great. Yeah, listen, I got a little, uh, got a little spot on my nose. It's really, uh, really, really bad. Uh, I may me mean, you for prayer for it, but it's, uh, it's obviously a uh, cancer of some kind, and it's, it's not good. Uh so if you'd put a little program for that particular thing, that'd be awesome.
1: Oh yeah, and who and who's who has this?
2: I do. You yeah, do? On the side of my nose, it's uh, gotcha. real bad. It's like a gotcha. little there, but it's bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me pray for you right now, too. Okay. Let me do it right now. Father, we come before you right now. We're going to pray for Ace throughout the week, and as things are going on, but he's got some. He's got a growth, Lord. It's not good. It's a bad situation, and we ask you to change the situation by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would bring healing to break apart that cancer, break apart that growth, and and just completely neutralize it and let him find freshness and freedom from that process. And he doesn't have to be afraid that you're with him and that you are God, Jehovah Rapha, who heals and who touches and loves on his kids. Please do so for our dearest brother, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Very well. Appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, All right. Get you the nail on the head, I believe. So that should be, uh, have no fear. Uh, that's one of your things. You know, uh, there's a that woman on Daystar. She wrote this song called No Fear. Yeah, I don't know if y'all have ever heard it, but it is really an awesome song. No Fear. Yeah. So. No Fear. Trust in the Lord. No Fear.
1: Amen. Amen, brother. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Just be supposed to check that out. That song, No Fear. That's a good idea.
2: Yeah. So. Appreciate y'all guys. I, I, I gave Chris a little honor for his ad that he did a while ago. He's really a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, and my bro. We'll see you later, guys. All Be right. careful. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, we, got, uh, we have our history. Mm, I've got to do the history, but I can do it next segment. I have to do it. And you're thinking, why do you have to? Because it's my brother's birthday. That's what I have to do. So we'll do that in the next segment. We did the trivia. We did that. We did that. Let me do this this Hollywood production thing. This is just lights out fantastic. So we're going to do this first. Yeah, I mean, it's bad when I think my own segment is good. That's bad, just so you can know. Remember, I'm my worst critic, but I'm also my biggest fan. Second Kings chapter 5, verse nine, 9 through 13. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. Then Elisha sent him a messenger who said, Go wash seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you'll be clean. But Naaman got angry and left saying, I was telling myself he will surely come out. Stand, call on the name of Yahweh, the god. He'll wave his hand over the spot and cure the skin disease. Amazing, we were just talking to uh, Ace about this. Maybe the Lord will use this to touch him. And then Naaman then said, aren't Abana and Vapar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and left in a rage. But his servants approached him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? Well, then how much more should you do it if he tells you to go wash and be clean? And the the whole premise of this story is that Naaman is a very powerful person, influential, powerful person in the world. You have to think of these things in, in the terms of what they were going through. This was a, a commander in a, in an army. This is like this is not not is our commander of an army, our first army became our president. It's like it's kind of a big deal, okay? He waits for Elijah, right? Which is not he doesn't he's not used to waiting for anybody. Then Elijah doesn't even come out and see him. <laughs> Which is like, just think about that. And not only are you not uh, gonna uh, uh, have me respond in a timely fashion, I'm not even gonna get up to talk to you. <laughs> so he sends his messenger, his servant. He doesn't even go. And then the messenger says, "Go wash in Israel's waters." And as you might be thinking, well, no, Israel's waters were pure. It's like not necessarily. Just that's not the point. The boys they probably have many beautiful waters in many different places. That's not the issue. And the Naaman left, and he was mad. Listen to this. Why was he mad? Because it wasn't a big enough production. Did you hear that? It wasn't a big enough production, for he had leprosy all over him. And what he was like, that's it. Well, I expected him to come out and to shout to his god and to wave his hand over the spot and to cure it and do this stuff and there'd be lightning behind it and a drum roll and somebody would say abracadabra and the whole thing would happen. And the guy was so mad he he booked, he left. It's like I'm out of here. Whole gig's been a real gas, but I gotta go. Out, he's out. And so his his own people, right? His servants approach him and go, okay, now if that guy would have told you, you know, <laughs> build a mountain and put up an orb and then uh, create little lightning bolts that come out of that, and then uh, then you'll be cured. Would you have done it? He's like, of course he would have done it. And he like, well, then if the guy goes to go take a bath, what's the problem? And to see, the problem is we don't like simple as answers for problems. Not that simple. Not the complex problems, not the serious ones. You know, we just prayed for Ace. We, we, we need it to be much more complex. What if God just goes, done, okay, simple. Will God do that? I don't know. I hope so. I'm praying so. I'll pray so every single day until I hear from Ace, until he's doing better. Guess what? There's nothing wrong with simple. God doesn't have to make a big production of it. God doesn't have to make some kind of big display for you or anybody else. For it to be a testimony. The requirement was to do what the prophet said. So he was insulted because he had to wait. He was insulted because Elisha sent a messenger. He was insulted because he was go- told to go take a bath. And he was insulted because it wasn't a big enough deal. And that's kind of sometimes how we approach the Lord in our prayers. You know, this is a big issue, Lord. And, you know, I just want to hear the thunder roll. Wow. Maybe God will just go, okay, that's done, and that's it. And it doesn't need anything more other than just an acknowledgement. We don't need a Hollywood production to see the work of God. Besides, they're all smoke and mirrors. What God does, that's real. See that difference right there? Oh, that's a big difference. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to The David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: What is The David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board.
1: My next guest has been on the show before with a prior book. I'm very excited to talk to him about this book. I've seen a couple of the interviews that he's done, and this book is a great apologetic book on Christology, and I'm hoping that people will really enjoy this. First and foremost, let's welcome back to our show, David Lima. David, how are you doing, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent book, by the way. Big props for writing The Thank True you. Jesus. Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the Gospels. I, I know they give me a list, and I know you know they give a list for us to ask questions, but uh, if you remember from the last time you were on the show, I, I rarely look at that list. <laughs> so no, cause, that's good. Because yeah, I like to get from from you as the author You know, kind of where it was going and what you were thinking. So let's just talk about, at the core level— You know, for the purpose of writing this book, what was the big goal you were trying to accomplish in writing The True Jesus?
0: Well, I started out, I wanted to write a a primer, a survey, an introduction to the New Testament. And as I got into it, I realized that I could not cover it adequately with sufficient depth. So I asked the publisher, Regnery, if I could narrow the focus to just the Gospels, uh, because the Gospels are where you see the living Son of God, and you encounter him, uh, and you you sit at his feet and, and hear his teachings, and you watch him, uh, and you observe his behavior and his authoritative teaching and his empathy for human beings, and you see his declaration of divinity uh, and why he uh, he, he led the, the Jewish authorities to want to crucify him, because he was, in fact, claiming to be God because he is God. And so I want his divinity and his full humanity to to jump off the pages uh, in, of my book, and it, the book is a, is a compendium of the four Gospels in a consolidated account, not attempting to be a harmony, which uh, you can't totally do, uh, and, and in a roughly chronological form. The ultimate goal, and with, with a running commentary, the ultimate goal is I want people, I want to inspire people to read the Gospels and the Bible for themselves.
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Another fast show. This one kind of blew by. Okay, here we go. Last trivia question. I'm going to give you a hint on this because I know that some people are going to go, huh? Which of Jesus's half-brothers experienced a resurrection appearance of the risen Lord? Your hint is that he wrote a letter in the Bible. Yeah. All right. And the reason I have to say it that way is because from a theological point of view, a lot of people don't realize that. So we're just going to... Which of Jesus's br- half-brothers experienced a resurrection appearance from the risen Lord? and wrote a book in the Bible. Which of Jesus's half-brothers? Now, there's two possible answers. You're looking for the one who was really in charge of things in Acts 15. That's all you got to remember. Uh, if you think you know the answer, yeah, it's a tough one, huh? Yeah, it's a little tough. Uh, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. So we're looking for the half-brother of Jesus who wrote in the New Testament. There's actually two. Two possible answers. We're looking for the longer of the two or the longer book of the two. Uh, you can also text in 214 210 8483, as well as you can send an email david at he must org. Okay, all right. Now, remember, these are Jesus's half brothers, right? So, you know, there's four of them that are named in scripture. Okay, and I know some translations don't see it that way. I get it, they're wrong, but that's okay. In the meantime, let's do history. How about that? Let's go live in the
2: past. Let's go live in the
1: past. All right, first thing to tell you about today is it's my brother's birthday. So uh, we got somebody calling in, and we're going to have them answer in just a second. But I just want to say something that I find to be absolutely hysterical. Then we'll go back to the history, if that's okay with everybody. But it's my brother's birthday Uh, And so he turned 64, turned 64 today, okay? And so I sent him a clip of the, uh, Will you still need me, will you still need me when I'm 64? Right? Remember? that? Okay. A popular uh, Beatles song of the day, and he's a musician and Beatles' favorite band, blah, 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 blah. So I told (laughs) Noelle, the only reason I'm telling this story is so I can tell on her, and she goes, yeah, she goes, no, that's 65. And I went, what's 65? And she said, that song. When I'm 65, I went, no. I go, it's 64. And then she goes, now, this is this is the kind of stuff that we go through. They remember, we're going to bed. I said, no, it's 64. She goes, no. She goes, I'm pretty sure it's 65. I said, I will bet you. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I told her, anything Ever, ever invented anything in your mind in the entire universe <laughs> against any little thing that you might want to put up there that I am right and you are right. <laughs> I said, when I'm 64, that's the whole, the, the whole. She's like, all right, smarty pants. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we go through right there. You're like, so cool. I didn't write the song. <laughs> Did you win that bet? She would not take the bet. I can't blame her because she wasn't that sure, and I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> like you know, sometimes you're just like, I know. All right, uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right, send him through. Ding, this is David. Who am I talking to?
2: Hi, David. This is Larry, B- Larry Bale.
1: How you doing? Uh-
2: I'm doing fine, man. How you doing? So I, you, didn't
1: take the, you didn't take the challenge, huh? Yeah, that's. I, I, she. She. When I. When I told her that, she was like, she knew something was up when I said, I will bet anything in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave away my hand. Sometimes
2: you got a sure thing, you just got to go
1: with it, though. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. That's just a classic right there. Okay, now yeah. we're, we're asking about Jesus's half brother. This was the guy that was in charge in about Acts 15 or so, and he wrote a letter in the New Testament. Who are we talking about?
2: Well, uh, you know, both of them wrote a letter, but I believe you're talking about James. That is correct, sir. Yeah. you yeah. are
1: right, James. He and what's amazing is that he, he you know he, he takes over. and People don't realize he took over kind of the leadership of the church after Peter. And it's like that's Jesus's right. brother. It's like people, do you guys get that? I mean, this is a this is yeah, a family yeah, affair. No, he was
2: he was the, he was the one that was doubtful, but but when he realized that Jesus was the Messiah and the Lord, he. He never dies anymore, as far as
1: we know. Exactly right. Exactly. Excellent job. Excellent phone call. Very, very good work.
2: All right. All right. Well, I enjoy your program. Just keep up the good
1: work. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So we're going to finish up on history, even though I told on to Noel. Well. <laughs> Come on. It's funny. Uh, for those that don't know, today is National Cherry Cobbler Day. You know, I like cobbler. It just doesn't have to be cherry for me. It does it have to be cherry Like. The only I like cow- Cherry Cobbler. I like I uh it is National Walnut Day. I have nothing. <laughs> All I remember well, is a fine. I mean, yeah, it's you know. Uh let's see, New York Stock Exchange is formed in 1792. Does anybody really care about that? 1792. This I thought was good, 1846. Adolf Sachs invents the saxophone on this day. See? Huh? See, see? Uh, I did think uh, this one was uh, kind of interesting. First sporting event ever televised in the United States was uh, Princeton beat Columbia two to one in the second half of a doubleheader baseball match. It was done in 1939. It's like wow, it's unbelievable. And then this is the weirdest, just the weirdest, most bizarre. I don't think I've ever read one that's more bizarre than this. Uh, on this day in 1985, the world record for motionlessness was William Fukawa sitting 24 hours on a motorcycle without moving at all. Is that just bizarre? It's like, really? That sounds like the cable people coming. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I missed that one there. Anyway, what are you going to do? Okay, uh, tch, 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 tch. let's finish up with this. This is a pretty good one. It's called "A Pound of Flesh." <laughs> You'll understand. Second, so remember we just talked about Naaman and that whole situation that just happened, and uh, uh, so he gets healed. I'm skipping over a bunch of parts to so go to the next part. So he gets healed. He says to Elijah, "Hey, you know, do you want me to give you anything?" And he's like, "No." it's like okay cool so uh then after naaman leaves here's what it says in 2 kings 5:19 through 21 he so uh, elijah elijah says to him go in peace after naaman had traveled a short distance from elijah gehazi the attendant of elijah the man of god thought my master has let this naaman off lightly by not accepting from him what he brought As the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. And he asked, is everything all right? So what happened was he gets healed by Elisha. Elisha makes that declaration. I don't want nothing from you. This is the power of God. These are the great things that God does. Gehazi's thinking, dude's got to pay a price. That's not fair. And that's the problem right there. This guy who was uh, being a, a servant and he was being a helper for Elisha was in his own mind thinking there's got to be a bigger price for people to pay. Well, it's like, well, first of all, that was not for him to determine. Second of all, what made him think doing that behind the back of a prophet was a good idea? There's just something about that, that thing. Did he fall and hit his head on a rock? What happened? So he feels like Naaman got off too lightly because either because he was, you know, uh, an Aramean, because he didn't like him, whatever the reason. And so he decided he was going to help God extract something from him. And he was wrong. And in fact, as you guys probably know the story, God actually smote him with leprosy for doing that which is the ultimate irony in the story. But what is it that Gehazi didn't have that made him think he should try and extract something from Naaman because the Lord had healed him through Elijah and he didn't give uh, Elijah a gift because Elijah refused the gift? What made him operate in that principle where he thought, well, he's got to give up something, he's got to yield something, it's just a requirement. And I'll tell you, there's three things that he didn't have that are just observational. So these are not scriptural definitions, just observation. You look at it and you can just say, well, this is obvious here, obvious here. One is, is Gehazi had no grace, he had no mercy, and he had no love. He didn't have any of those things. He had no grace because grace is unmerited favor. You can't earn grace. You receive it. He had no mercy. Mercy is when you deserve to get something like judgment and you don't get it. That's mercy, not getting it. And he had no love. And God was extending grace, mercy, and love to Naaman from the throne through the prophet. And what Gehazi didn't realize is he was affixing a price of his own determination to it when that testimony in and of itself was more powerful than anything that could be paid for. Here, this very influential general would always know God is in charge. And there was nothing he could do. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything to, to get to that point. And, and Gehazi tried to affix a price to it. You know what we can't do? We can't do that to people. It's so hard because you want to, well, they should pay something for that. <laughs> that would be, and especially in my family. <laughs> They're not getting that for free, are they? <laughs> it's like, you know, are they giving out trick-or-treat candy and then for free? You know, it's like, it's a Trick, trick, you know, kind of thing. But what I'm trying to point out is that's the wrong spirit, okay? Don't get down on the Halloween thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm making a point. The point is the most important thing is for us to operate in grace, mercy, and love. Even if we don't think somebody deserves it, that's okay. You didn't deserve God. So it works out just fine. Okay? All right. All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
3: The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KWAM, DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.